talking film with your host Kirk and whatever else just might come up. So grab a popcorn or grab a beer. The pod's starting soon. It's a hell of a thing. Welcome back to the Hell of a Thing podcast. Um, I'm joined again by Mike Metcalf. Here I am. Jack of no trades, master of some. Jack off of all trades. Jack, Jack of all off. That's what it was. Jack of all off. That's what it was. Um, so <clears throat> last week you joined me to talk about music movies. Correct. And kind of music's representation in movies. Um, and this week we are going to talk about kind of the bare bones, like most direct kind of representation of music yeah, in movies yeah, yeah a documentary based on music scenes in la correct um penelope spheris's uh decline of western civilization trilogy um so <clears throat> the the first one the decline of western civilization part one because right they just part one part two they have they have part subtitles. one i can't remember if the first one's called part one i don't i think it's called think so just, yeah i don't think that she even knew she was gonna do the yeah so it was like a good chunk of time but it was like I think part two is like 86 or something. Yeah, it's late 80s. That one's, the subtitle for that one's The Metal Years. Right, right. I think the, the first one's just The Decline of What. And that was yeah. 1980 on the dot, maybe 81. I think it came out in 81, but it was shot in 80. 80, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, because Ron Ray is singing for Black Flag in that one. Yeah. So and he was only there for 80. So the, the first one, you mentioned Black Flag. Uh, right. It's, it's about the, the L.A. punk scene. So there's a lot of highlight of the you know the punk bands that are coming up in, in the L.A. scene at that time. And kind of just like the, you know, the the diehard punk fans yeah. in that area who are following these bands and you know living the punk lifestyle, and you know kind of tr- contributing to this so-called decline of Western civilization. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it's Reagan's America, mind you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot he, of like the hardcore movement, which would have been coming up at that point. Yep. Uh, including Circle Jerks, Black Flag. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the other hardcore bands in that one. X. Well, X would have been OG punk. So that would have been like, because 1980, so it's like you're thinking late 70s. Oh, X yeah. would have been around for a while. The Germs, Fear. Black Flag would have been kind of like the next school, the next phase where it's like, okay, it's not really the look anymore. It's just kind of this pure raw energy. Mm. And a lot of that was in direct uh, uh, attack of you know Reaganism and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway, sorry so, to get real nerdy about it. <laughs> no, it's great. It's like um, the only thing I've read extensively on. So the Failed like, like I said, <laughs> so the, the the first movie kind of dives into this. You know, it's punk, punk specific yeah. and Classical like, punk, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of interviews, a lot of like, concert footage, mm-hmm. like showing like it really gets in depth to the scene, and it cool. shows it shows the fans, it shows the musicians, it shows. And like, you imagine this is a lot of poor rock bands, a lot of uh, kind of a poor scene in general. Um, and when we, you know, not to sound like my fa- parents or anything, but like this is pre-smartphones, man. These are bands that weren't well documented beforehand, other than their record, if it was out yet or not. Yeah, and like word of mouth. But actual, yeah, but actual video of like the greater America, the heartland, actually seen a lot of these bands. That must have been actually pretty shocking. I can't imagine, but that must have been pretty shocking to see something like the Germs for the first time. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite bands. But, you know, they became one of my favorite bands after I'd seen The Decline of Western Civilization when I was, like, in middle school or high school or something. Yeah. Yeah. So the <clears throat> the brunt of the movie is, like, interviews with right. the, the band members, the fans, the people who, like, you know, are very dedicated to the scene. 
And there's a lot of interesting conversations about, you know, like why these young kids are like involved in this scene and like mm-hmm. what the music means to them. And they like on a, on a topical level, like it seems like it's like, oh yeah, all these punk kids are just, you know, getting rowdy and, you know, yeah. doing drugs and just being reckless. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of, uh, the, the interviews have a lot of depth to them. And oh, they, yeah. They don't sound smart, but they're saying smart things. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. They, yeah, like they don't they have, have... They're not eloquent, that's all. Yeah, they don't have the resources. You know, they, they've kind of, like, a, pretty much all of them, like, you know, are separated from their parents. They're all still super young. They High just live on the streets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they don't have, like, access to the, you know, the, the ways to word the things that they want to say. And right. Like, you know, they don't really... They can't really, you know... But they know they're of the right movement. You know what I mean? Yeah. They know they're doing... Maybe not the right thing, but they're, they know they're doing something that's cutting edge. You know yeah, I mean? like they're the, doing the, something creative. Yeah, the music and the passion—it's all there, and it's all you know—it's very rooted in emotion and yeah. feeling, and kind of you know, like you said, the reaction to the the you know the rise of Reagan's America. Yeah, and, and stuff like that. <coughs> like yeah, the 1980s when he was voted in. Yeah, they're getting to that point. So it's kind of you know the conservative, like the the big conservative boom in America is really you know swinging its way in. Um, so yeah, the. The interviews and the the conversations are very interesting. Super interesting. Oh my gosh! I think, um, and one of my favorite things, and what makes this movie even more of a capsule, is that there. I can't remember all the bands, but there's a band called uh, Catholic. What are they called? Man, mm, I can't remember what they're called. <laughs> but it's but that's kind of what makes it a a, a perfect capsule this time is that um, Catholic discipline. Okay. Is they have bands that weren't famous at all, but at the time they're like, who knows? Maybe this, you know. Yeah. I think like there's like ten bands they interview, and I think two of those bands just are essentially like not really widely known. Yeah. Like they're only like uh, like Catholic Discipline. I can't remember the other one. They're also pretty cool, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean they're just not greatly known. But yeah. at the time they didn't know that that was gonna be like they probably thought the same thing was gonna be like, well, we'll just film the germs because they're there. Yeah, Black Flag. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. This band. I, I think. At that point, Black Flag was on their second singer. I mean, uh, Keith Morris had gone on to join the Circle Jerks, which were clearly going to be a more well-put-together band and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, they're just f- kind of filming everything, and, and uh, I don't think Penel- Penelope Spheris thought that uh, any of those bands were going to come to the uh, status that they did come to later on, you know, a decade later. Uh, even, like, two decades later, you know, you think about us probably being, like, the third generation. Uh, if you think of generations as a smaller, not really uh, – my parents, your parents, da, 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 mm-hmm. as more of like kind of like an every five years thing. Mm-hmm. You probably think of us as the third or fourth generation that came after bands. Oh yeah, um, yeah, those bands really, at least eight of the ten or whatever, really grew to like legendary status. Yeah, and part and of that's just being like you know, being in L.A. and stuff like that. There's plenty of like great Detroit uh, and Michigan uh, punk bands where we're from. I mean, like Negative Approach, The Crucifix. Um, I don't know there's like a lot of other ones, but. Death. Death, amazing band. Um, I don't know. I could list a bunch of other ones, but yeah. uh, so the. I mean, whether or not she thought that they were going to, you know, go on to be big, I think that she knew it was important. It, to, yeah, it, yeah, it like defeats the purpose because it doesn't matter if what would happen later. It's just like this is kind of like this is what's happening right now. Yeah, it's very cutting edge. It's totally. very you know of the time. Totally. And she's just getting in there, getting raw, getting you know, yeah. just kind of exposing the world to what's going on mm-hmm. in the you know the corners of the the industry that nobody's yeah. paying attention to. Absolutely, no, it's super cool, <clears throat> man. Um, and I like how, like, you know, I think a lot of people could could argue that Penelope Spheres was uh, 
kind of giving it this critical eye, but I think she really liked rock, punk rock. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? She clearly sure. was a fan of punk rock. Yeah, and um, I mean, she, she made a she made a, a narrative feature for Corman uh, called Suburbia. Yeah. Which is about, you know... Um, it's mate, a, yeah. Awesome. It's Flea's in that, isn't he? Yeah. I yep. think other members of the Red Hot Chili Peppers are in there, too. Probably, yeah. That's, it's a so I think cast. Anthony Kiedis makes a small appearance. I think, you know, your audience is probably correcting me right now <laughs> out there. But uh, I know for sure Flea, that's a pretty pivotal role for Flea. Mm-hmm. He was in fear for a little while. Not in the movie, though. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, again like like Black Fang, There's a lot of members of Fear. Yeah. but he, I mean, Flea makes an appearance in Part Three. He does I mean, make an appearance, and he's I think he's credited as uh, a member of Fear. I think so. Which is yeah, funny because I mean, Red Hot Chili Peppers would have been huge at that point. Oh yeah. What was that ninety three? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah. So the first one, like the, so I watched the first two. Yeah. Pretty much back to back, and then it took me a while to watch the third one. So the right. first two, I was like, okay, yeah. Like watching them individually, I was like, okay, you know. This Before is... we move on, do you have any fam- favorite parts from part one? Part three. Uh, oh, from part one. Yeah. Um, I really like the Eugene character, like the bald kid that they're always inter- interviewing. Oh, like the little kid. Yeah, yeah he's funny. He's yeah, interesting. He's just super young, and he's just like saying all this stuff, and he's just like, you know, stereotypical like just punk yeah. kid, like, like uh, yeah, I don't care, I don't like anything, and he's yeah. just like getting all whatever. But like, there's moments in his interviews where he's like, you know, some clarity. He shows clarity, man. Yeah, and he's just like, yeah, you know, like I just like you can tell that he kind of like breaks down and like sees, you know. He's like, oh, man, it's like a therapy session. He's just, like, working through some shit. And yeah. just, like, he's realizing, he's like, oh, you know, yeah, like, this is just me. This is my life. This totally. is what it's going to be. Like, it's yeah, kind of, yeah. it's, it's, like, very, like, it's poetically almost, depressing. It's part three, which we will get to a minute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So, so I watched the first two. And, yeah. like, as independent individual films, I'm like, okay, yeah, these are, you know, these are great. But, like, I get it. Like, part two, I was just like, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But then I watched part three, and it's, like, the structure of the trilogy uh-huh. is brilliant. Yeah, it's interesting, man. It is mm-hmm. so incredibly important to watch all three of them. Because yeah. I think that, so the first one, like we talked about, it shows like the punks and, you know, like the, the OG punks. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, the rebels and like being, you know, outcasts and like yeah. kind of embracing your individuality. And then the second part, which is the metal years. Right. And it's it, so it, funny. Yeah, it's great. It shows it's like so sh- funny. It shows like the excess of like all these metal bands and like yeah. like there's interviews with Lemmy, there's interviews with Ozzy. And the interesting thing about the interview with Ozzy is the shot where he's pouring orange juice. Right. They faked that. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. So he's he's making breakfast and he's like talking and he's like, you know, doing his Ozzy thing and like yeah. this is before he like really went Good. off the rails. <laughs> yeah, like he was he was still he was still pretty with it and yeah, he's yeah. like, you know, talking totally. or whatever. And so he's like making breakfast and cooking eggs or whatever and he goes to pour a glass of orange juice and in the wide he's like pouring orange juice and yeah. whatever but then they cut to a close up of the orange juice and he's just like spilling it all over the table. Oh yeah, yeah. That was fake. Like, oh, that, okay. that didn't really happen. That I can tell for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I I felt like that was a super interesting like why would you do that? Yeah, yeah. You know she was trying to get some laughs and stuff. Yeah. I think cuz cuz I said that the you know the part 1 is really there's really not much of a critical eye. It's pretty much just a document documentarian's like uh, unbiased mm-hmm. shots. An objective view. There is clearly some like biasness oh, going yeah. on in part two, uh, and like let's face it, this is the same director as Wayne's World. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like she's clearly going for a little bit of some la- some comedic value yeah. in it, you know. And I, which came first, Wayne's World or Decline Part Two? Decline Two. Decline Two. I think I think she did Wayne's World about the same time she did Part Three. One must have inspired the other, though. I'm thinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because right. like Aerosmith is. Oh yeah, is in part two. Yeah. And, I mean, Aerosmith is also in Wayne's World too, and stuff yep. like that. I mean, there's yep. there's some connection between those. I think she did both Wayne's World. Just one the first and two. one. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yep. I thought she did both of them. Mm-hmm. So never mind. 
exonate everything I said in the last 30 <laughs> seconds. But there's clearly some comedic value yeah. occurring there. Yep. And as there's also one in part three, too, and I know I texted you this the day after I saw the movie, was, <laughs> there's a Wilhelm Helm scream, and scream in like the first like five minutes. Yeah. It's so fun. It's yeah. like, really? Like, really? Yeah. Oh, you're a documentarian. I love Penelope Spheres. She's very cool. She's very hip. But uh, yeah. uh, I saw that and I was like, okay, you probably could have not yeah. put that in there. It would have been cool. Yeah, they definitely get pretty hammy like the more yeah. that they go on, like especially in the third one. But um, Part two also has that really sad one with Chris from uh, Wasp. He's drinking the vodka in this pool. That's also fake. What? Yeah. He's so drunk for that. You know, I know they called her. I know they called his mom in. To yeah. do the interview, it's that's that's he doesn't. It's just water because he's like a serious alcoholic. I mean, he yeah. was. I just maybe not in that scene. Yeah, because I know because I know if you read his Wikipedia, I went and read his Wikipedia page after, and he was like a serious, yeah. uh, drunkard. Yeah, but I mean, I like, didn't know that. Like the if you pay t- pay close attention to like the the angles and the way that it's shot. Yeah, like it wasn't a multi cam setup. Like she only had one camera right, for right, the whole right. thing. So like, there's different angles of him doing the same thing. So he's like chugging the vodka, but it's yeah. not, not actually vodka. Well, he's should be doing movies then because he plays vi- that's how i am when i'm drunk yeah he's <laughs> very sly is a little sloppy yeah the- even even before i found out that it was fake that was like my probably my least favorite interview of the whole thing because he was kind of just like oh like it was essentially glorifying his oh he sucks yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah yeah it's he's- not yeah it's terrible a wasp sucks already <laughs> and like yeah. i'll say it yeah and like who cares right uh they're like you know they're the hair metal wannabe Alice Coopers. They suck, dude. Yeah. And Alice Cooper rules. <laughs> uh, Alice Cooper quit drinking like before he was iconic even. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, no, he's just glorifying like the rocks are living. I'm kind of getting into the yellows on your mixing board there. Am I all right? Yeah, you're good. Okay, cool That's beans. Um, sorry, I just kind of noticed that. Um, I can't remember his last name. Chris, though. Yeah, he he's pretty good at acting like he's drunk, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so, another beard. Speaking of being drunk, <laughs> and then uh, also uh, I read that Lemmy. You good? You want another one? You don't think another one? I don't care. Uh, so Lemmy, his interview is like he's like on like the the backdrop is like the Hollywood Hills. He's such a god, dude. Yeah, he, it's he great. Rules. It's a great interview. Yeah, yeah. But it's just it's kind of, it's shot from kind of an awkward angle. Like he's kind of, it's kind of far away. I was just gonna say he's, it seems too far away. It's like they yeah. drove up there, set it up really quick, and they're like. Yeah, this works. <laughs> yeah, but I read that he, uh, in an interview, he was talking about how, like, he thought that Penelope Spheris was trying to make him look stupid. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Because Lemmy's, I mean, if you watch the Lemmy documentary and stuff, he's really, like, defensive about, like, opening up about his life and stuff. Yeah. So it, he was kind of, like, you know, nervous about that, which mm-hmm. is super interesting. But, so, back to what I was saying about the whole, the trilogy playing yeah. all at once. So, the first one's about, you know, the punk scene, you know, these rebels kind of finding their right, their place. Right. The second one is about the like excess of hair metal. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know they are portrayed in the, the interviews and like their music and stuff as outcasts from you know mainstream, but they you know are thriving in pretty much what they're like the capitalist society that they're rebelling against. And then the third part is about like the crust punk kind of like you know Crusty movement, the, yeah. the gutter punk yeah. like. It's, scene mm-hmm. of totally. LA which it kind of focuses on some music but it focuses more on these group of squatters yeah and some of them play music so that's why they focus mm-hmm. on the music it's interesting it's like if you go one two three through the movies it's the bands the industry the fans yeah and it's, it's also kind of an interesting way to and it's also the we're gonna rebel 
and then how to exploit the rebellion. Yeah, and then yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, once the exploitation's over, now what? Yeah. So it, it just kind of shows, like, because this is, like, the aftermath of this, like, the 80s. Oh, yeah. Like, like so a it's, decade after. Yeah, yeah, so, like, the 80s was, like, the, what do they call it, the me decade, where, like, you know, like, you know, capitalism yeah, was totally, just, like, yeah. it was, like, oh, man. Reagan, economics, yeah, yeah. the war so on like, drugs. Yeah. yeah, like, cocaine, all this stuff, like, excess, just glamorous, you know, everyone's mm-hmm. trying to be a millionaire. And then when that's over, like, then what? Yeah. So exactly. it's like all the all these kids who were kind of like, you know, in this undercurrent of this crazy movement that came out of nowhere seemingly are just kind of like left by the wayside and just totally. kind of like the, you know. The and it's interesting because like, you know, they do that inter- in the interview at the beginning of uh, Decline Part 3 where, you know, none of them were born like when the first movie came out and yeah. stuff like that. So I guess the movie must have been like 95, I'm thinking. Because like if it, if the first one came out in eighty one, a lot of those kids weren't even born yet, or something, or they were like really young. It must have been like ninety five that part three yeah, came early out. Early nineties, but so. <clears throat> just but anyways, yeah, it's like it's interesting because it's like we're not even part of that original scene yet. We're still like, for some reason, a part of the aftermath of yeah. it. Yeah, it's like they're ca- the tornado caught in the wakes of the yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's just super. It's super interesting, but uh, <clears throat> so and like it shows these kids like out on the street begging for money. Yeah. And. Get a job. It's, yeah, and like just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. throughout the whole thing, like you also see the increase of Spheris's involvement because yeah. the first in the first movie, like sometimes you hear her ask questions, mm-hmm. but she typically adheres to the whole like the documentary and the documentarian is just oh, yeah. completely back from like you don't hear yeah. her much. She's not involved. The second one, she you know she's making these creative decisions, trying to get you know making these funny choices and you know yeah. editing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the third one, she's like actively involved in these kids' lives. She like buys them all Taco Bell. Yeah, that one scene. Yeah. I love that scene. It's so good. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. cool. And like she ends up, she uh, she even ends up dating the dude with the mohawk. Really? Yeah. They Wait, w- they dated for a while. The dude, uh, the singer for that that band. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They was... they yeah they started a relationship. That's cool. Yeah, but it's just, it's yeah, it's just it's so interesting to see like how this scene that nobody pays attention to. Really, yeah. Until it's exploitable, mm-hmm. is just kind of the, the topic of this trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, man. That Wilhelm scream. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. It's not even a Wilhelm scream. It's the other one, or is it a Wilhelm scream? Probably. Anyways, I just think of like stormtroopers when I think yeah. it's a Wilhelm scream. Yeah. Um, man, he said a lot of what I wanted to say too. I'm oh, sorry. No, don't be sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'm trying to like. Because for some you talked about the Penelope dating the guy, I can't because I can't remember any of the bands in part three. Because but I mean, they one were, of them's from Madison, Wisconsin. They moved out to L.A. like when they started kind of gaining traction. That's the only one I know about, really. Yeah, but I mean, they, they weren't really. Keith Morris is in part three. Yep, he's driving around. He's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. doing doing an interview in the back of a convertible. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so Century good. City. Yeah. <laughs> Don't these people all look shitty? He's like doing his own lyrics just yeah. in the back of the video. It's too good. He's so funny. He's such a goof. <laughs> but yeah, part three. So like, it just yeah, like it plays out as like a three act structure. Yeah. With each, you know, it's funny, un, like an unplanned three act structure. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. But the yeah, like the the music's great in all of them. Uh, the it's just you know it's just crazy to see how you know like we talked about green room how. Right. Like they tried to recreate the whole punk environment, where it's like this is like actually in the oh, real it. punk yeah, yeah, yeah. scene. I don't know, man. I wish I had more discussion questions for this one. Um, 
Do you know the singer from X was married to Viggo Mortensen later on? Really? Isn't that weird? Wow. Uh, yeah, she was married to the bass player in the movie, but uh, yeah, later on. Interesting. Uh, I just love the first one, man. There's so many great scenes in it, dude. Yeah. Uh, when they're all giving each other stick and poke tattoos, all the members of X. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that rules. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to those parties. <laughs> it rules. Yeah, that's oh, awesome. Man. So many, I could just list off scene after scene in that movie. <laughs> the second one, I mean, the melodies are, are really funny. Yeah. I like Eric. It's like one of the only moments, like, Steven Tyler doesn't look like a douchebag. Yeah. It's like he's actually got some clarity and he's, like, showing some, like, insightful uh, opinions and stuff like that. Yeah. No, it's weird, man. It's kind of hard to have opinions on documentaries because you're really having opinions on... The topic. Yeah, on the topic. And it's like... Uh, I think I, I mean I think everything should be documented. That's really my only opinion you know, on everything. Yeah. I love punk rock, and I I mean I even I kind of ironically like hair metal, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, well, so I'm a little biased. But like also like I just think everything should be documented. And I I think she does a pretty I don't know if good or bad. She does a great job of documenting in part one, but it's yeah. kind of interesting the other two. Yeah, it's yeah. really. I is, think this, that's, is this ethical documentarian work? Yeah, I mean I, that's kind yeah. of something that I take and not like in a bad way. Yeah, I guess ethics does kind of dictate good or bad, but um, but yeah. ethically, can we call this a documentary? I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, especially part three. Well, actually, especially part two because she clearly exploits heavy metal singers. Yeah, in a very funny way because they are you know obnoxious douchebags and, and yeah. God, all the guys like that montage in part two and they're like, well, what's gonna happen if you don't make it? Oh, I have to make it. <laughs> I'm going to make it. Yeah. Like, every one of those kids, it's like, you've never heard of any of their bands. <laughs> I've looked them up, like, on Google, too. Like, I've Googled, like after I saw part two uh, a few months ago, I guess it was a month ago, I, like, went up and, like, Googled all of them. I couldn't, yeah. couldn't find any of them. Right, because it was just what was happening. And and I think it's kind of like I was saying with Catholic, uh, I already forgot the band name again. Uh, the band in part one. Yeah, Catholic something. Damn, dude. <laughs> Ooh, okay, maybe this will be the last beer. <laughs> maybe this will be at least on on mic. Uh, I was gonna say. Um, I think that's also kind of a way that perfectly turns part two into a capsule is the fact that it's like you've never heard of any of their bands after yeah, this. Nothing and ever happened. It's a little. It's it's like I was kind of referencing literary irony where the viewer or the reader knows something, but like that the characters don't. Yeah, and it's uh it does create kind of an interesting little irony. Definitely, especially watching it. it now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, part three, I almost get sad watching it sometimes. It's so sad. Like, so the end, yeah. the ending is like one, like three of so them are sad. dead. You know? Well, yeah, it's like... Like a year, like a year later? Yeah. Like, yeah. The, that main character that's like, she they're following him. along. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, like, killed her boyfriend. Yeah. It's like, like he's the, dead. And then, like, they tell... And his girlfriend... Well, she's on trial for, like, yeah. the murder. It's like, you're damn, dude. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I've known a lot of crusty people, but never like that, man. Yeah, yeah. it's insane. So do you do you have a favorite part? Of the movies? Yeah. Part one, part you one. know. Yeah. I mean, because the first time I saw part one, I was probably, like, 14, 15. And I was getting into, part, like, really getting, like, beyond, like, you know, kind of our base level. Like, we like, you know, we like Green Day, and we like... Uh, uh, you know, we, when we were young, we listened to Blink-182, and mm-hmm. trying to think of some deeper cuts, uh, Op Ivy and stuff like that. And then that was when I was really getting into, like, kind of, quote-unquote, the darker part of punk rock and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, seeing that, I was like, this is this is me. You know what <laughs> I mean? This is this is my vibe, for oh, yeah. sure. And uh, so there is there is a kind of a nostalgic value, personally, with uh, part one, and I love, I still love all those bands. Germs are one of my favorite punk bands of all time. Black yeah. Flag's one of my favorite punk bands. I've often said I would never get a band tattooed onto me, but if I did, it'd probably be Black Flag Bars. Mm. 
part two is fun. You know what I mean? Like it's, I mean, even some of that music is pretty fun to listen to. <laughs> it's just so excessive. You know what I mean? It's yeah. so much. Yeah. Uh, but it's also interesting. A lot of the guys in part two, the guys that are like, eh, I don't drink, I don't do drugs, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just here for the music. Right. And it's kind of funny. Um, but it kind of, uh, it kind of, uh. Uh, I don't know if it makes it endearing on any level, but it, it kind of gives a little more legitimacy to some of the guys that are like, no, I legitimately like this music. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I right. just I don't do drugs. I just kind of happen to be in the L.A. scene and stuff like that. Yeah. Was yeah. it So was it part one or part three where they were, they were interviewing that dude that owned that club where he would let the punk bands play? I think there's a, I think there's a different guy for both movies. Part three for sure is what you're referencing, I think. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. It but looks they, like it was like the old marquee up front stuff. Yeah, yeah, they had like a like the it was like a so there was it was like an older like southern guy. I think it's part. No, I think it's part one now. Part one, yeah, yeah. So like they just yeah. he's just like yeah like we understand like they bring people in like yeah yeah just, yeah. And it's not he, for me yeah yeah. yeah. He's yeah. Like, I don't care about it, but like it yeah. brings people in. So like that kind of just shows. I think there's a similar guy in part three. Yeah, probably like similar. Yeah, but yeah. So like they just you know he just has this club and they're you know not doing much like late night. So it's like oh yeah we'll just let these crazy rowdy kids in here yeah. and play their yeah, loud I music. Say it's part three again. <laughs> I really I watched all of them in like within a month of yeah. each other. And they they really all kind sh- of blend together because, like I said, they yeah. work so well as a three, yeah, no, three it's part true. structure. It's true. So, even the editing is kind of nice in those movies. Yeah. Like, they're all kind of edited and just, I don't want to say choppy, but there's like these really nice little, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it'll just, yep. I don't know. There's not, much, there's not much fade to scene. There's not much pan work. Yep. You know what I mean? It's straightforward. Yeah, yeah. very choppy. Um, which probably makes it, I don't know, I've never done documentary work before. Have you done any in your, mm. here and no. there, maybe? Not really. Not really. I, I would, assume there's got to be like some there's a different way to film documentary than you do not really probably less artistic maybe artistic no, I, don't I, mean, know. You can get I work in music man so it's yeah. like it's yeah. i don't even work in music i just i just pursue music yeah i mean the, the well the thing about doc making a documentary is you need to find a way to get the audience interested in whatever it is you're talking right. about so you know there you know you can employ any kind of filmmaking techniques to you know do that and okay. to kind of like you know promote this yeah 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 you know whatever and i mean like there's been you know falsifying documentaries since the beginning of filmmaking like with Nanako the north like that's yeah. famously staged so it's just yeah it's all you know like there's always going to be like the filmmaker's bias and yeah. the filmmaker's you know involvement so but i mean as far as like i don't think there's as many like unobjective uh, documentaries, at least about music scenes these days, you don't see as many. I yeah. think, I think even like American Hardcore, which is a great both book and documentary about kind of the same scene as uh, Decline Part One. Um, even that's a little biased. It's it's very pro this lifestyle. Like there's a lot of like, yeah, we were throwing bricks through cars and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. It just sounds like you're kind of like really. It sounds like a bunch of like football players at the high school reunion you know what i mean yeah what, and i love all that uh, that specific part of punk rock history i really like mm-hmm. um but even that's a pretty biased documentary yeah i don't feel like there's many of those anymore uh, any music scene you know what i mean yeah um i'm trying to remember that one about the country scene like in texas and stuff oh it just they just got the reissue treatment on it i'll come up with it at some point there's like townsman sand guy clark and stuff like that oh nice Oh, it's going to kill me. I can't remember what it's called, man. Yeah. But I'll think of it hopefully by the end of the... Do you have a favorite part, though? Um, I'd say part three because it's... 
Yeah. You know, although she does get, you know, invested, I feel like that kind of works to its advantage because it's, you know, it shows how passionate she is and how, you know, obviously like, you know, she made three parts of this series. So she's obviously invested. She cares about the subject. Totally. She's very involved and very, you know, much, you know, with it in the scene. So I think it's, it's just really cool because it shows not only, you know, the, the aftermath of the rise and fall of this, you know, kind of outsider, you know, you know, avoiding the mainstream kind of system. I like that all, all of them are in LA too. I mean, like she has like some Detroit bands and stuff like that in part two, but, uh, for the most part, and like, one of the bands from Part Three is from Madison, but they live in LA and stuff. But I really like that. I really have been talking directly to the mic. I know <laughs> that's, that's not. No, a, you're good. I don't know, man. Podcasting's new for me. Yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I like that it's all LA. So it's almost like that is the common denominator of all the movies. You yeah. know what I mean? If you want to look at it almost from a scientific perspective, what do they call oh, it? Yeah. That's the that's the fixed. Yeah. Um, aspect whatever you want to call it i know that's not the term the control the control that's the control is yeah. la scene yep anyways absolutely yeah i just so you like part three the most though. yeah i do yeah. because it's it's a really good like it you know because it's like both the first two parts were like okay yeah this is what's going on but what next and then it's like well this yeah <laughs> you know like you guys were so excited about all this other stuff and didn't yeah. really think about look look into the future so yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like this is it is a very here and now type of genre at yeah. least punk rock is yeah, and it's like it, I guess you know, heavy metal kind of is too. Kind of like a flash in the pan, and you yeah, know, does you don't really think about what's you don't think about being next. old. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. And it's funny a lot of like I don't know, eight of the eight of the ten bands or whatever that are in uh, part one have done like reunion concerts and stuff like that. It's like oh, you guys didn't really look in the future. This is really all <laughs> in in a great way. This is all you guys can do. You know what I mean? Just yeah. be in these bands, and a lot of them have gone into like writing or. You know this or that, or they they probably have podcasts now or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, a lot of them have just kind of had to stay in music in some way or another. Keith and I think Keith Morris is one of those guys that really saw that, so he went on to do the Circle Jerks. Like he keeps doing new, but he did the Circle Jerks for like twenty something years. Then now he's doing Off. Oh yeah. And uh, he's done like some form of a Black Flag reunion or another. Um, I don't think he does Circle Jerks on any level anymore. Yeah, but, I, don't, uh, I, I don't think I heard about them. I think he time. broke up with them. Cause, well, you know, that's Greg Hetson, who's in Bad Religion, the guitar player from Circle Jerks. Oh, really? So I think he's got busy with that. Gotcha. That's like all those punk bands. You know, they're all, uh, I think I've already used this word on the podcast, but it's, it's all incestuous. They're all in each other's bands and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. It is cool. Oh, yeah. Well, then you look at the germs from part one. Uh, the guitar player, I don't never can remember his real name, but it's Pat Smear, who went on to be in Nirvana later on. And is now in the Foo Fighters. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. He's been in like three of the biggest bands ever. Wow. Uh, pretty lucky, right? Yeah. That's just L.A. for you, though, you know? Right. Uh, and it's so funny to see the Germans. He's just like, you know, his 19-year-old kid just standing in the background. Wow, I didn't know he was in the Foo Fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. And then, you know, when Nirvana got the second guitar player, that was him. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. There's no way, reason why I should know all this stuff. But <laughs> hey, it's what you love. It's just what I love. Yeah, it's not really what I love anymore. Even <laughs> I just, I just know it at this point. Uh, yeah. Oh man, it's fun stuff. So I, I was kind of hoping to save this discussion question until I don't know how deep we are into this episode. Whatever you want. Um, 
But I was going to raise this question if there was a part four of the Decline series. Ooh. Right? That's a good question. I know, right? I thought of it immediately, too, and I was like, ooh, this is going to be a good one. Yeah. If there was a part four of the Decline of Western Civilization, in what direction do you think Penelope Spheres could go? I think what I feel like would be the perfect way to do it would be to... There's no wrong answer, by the way. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. But Other my than whatever you're going to say. My, exactly. My perfect <laughs> view would be like... Going around to like the mall, the mall chain stores yeah. where they sell Nirvana t-shirts, they sell sure. punk t-shirts, mm-hmm. and it's just like how like all these kids nowadays are kind of like appropriating the punk culture, yeah, because it's you know it's trendy, it's right, cool, exactly. like they you know they look back and you know are like oh man these guys are so cool the and blah blah modification of rebellion, yeah, and like yeah they you know their parents are always like oh yeah those guys were mm-hmm. cool blah blah but like they obviously weren't you know as invested as these guys who like dedicated their lives to being in the punk yeah. scene talk about how like Courtney Love is basically as much as I like Hole you know as Courtney Love has completely blasphemed uh, Nirvana you know yeah and its legacy yeah so I just think it'd be interesting to see Penelope Spheres' take on like the nostalgia for these punk bands that like totally. kind of like didn't get any limelight while they're around. Mm-hmm. Now she'd have to do starting some bands though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it's always like with some particular scene. So it has to be LA still, right? Oh yeah. It would definitely be in LA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. That's, I didn't even think about that, about the whole hot topic kind mm-hmm. of, I feel like hot topic was such a, it's still around. I haven't been to a mall in years, but it's <laughs> still gotta be around. Right? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. It's just not a, it's not my, my peripherals, even. <laughs> yeah. I, so I thought it would have to do something with the DIY and what we call basement project music. Oh, yeah. Like the people who, like, we have artists like Mac DeMarco and Clyro and uh, Hala and stuff like that who are basically becoming famous by just recording everything in their bedrooms and putting it on the internet. And mm-hmm. that is the music scene now is the internet. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing or a good thing. I mean, I look at me. I'm putting all my music online. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you essentially have to. Yeah. There's point. no. There's yeah. I mean, that's how we have Post Malone now right. and stuff like that. Yeah. Whatever opinion you have on him, I like him. You I know? love him. Yeah. I was say you really like him. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is how we get our musicians now. That's how we find out about our musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Clara just put out her newest album or her first album, or she just put out some music and it's an album and it's really good and she's like getting so much hype nice and uh i mean she just started by putting like one song making a music video of a song she made and put it on youtube and it just went viral you know what i mean yeah. so i think if there was a part four of decline of western civilization it'd have to be the internet years or whatever. oh yeah you know? like like soundcloud rappers totally. and like stuff like that yeah that would be super i would like to see and it's funny because penelope spheres uh she deems herself as a rock and roll documentarian or rock and roll historian or something like that yeah I can't remember what the actual title she gives herself is, but it's, uh, I would like to see her get into more like hip hop and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And how that is, oh man, and you've heard me do this a million times about how Atlanta, uh, trap is basically just hardcore punk. Oh yeah. From a sociological level. I mean, Mm -hmm. think about it, man. And I, I know you've heard my rant on this. I'm more talking to your audience right now. I mean, it's, uh, it's made in people's bedrooms. The moshing experience has basically, uh, weirdly introduced itself into hip-hop mm-hmm. uh i remember hearing when when odd future came out and i know i'm kind of dating myself with this but when odd future came out uh people were like like a lot of my punk friends were really into him because it was uh man you can go mosh at their show and it's like energetic and stuff and uh you think about just the lyricism it's it's down to just like two verses and it's like the most uh, for lack of a better term it's it's dumped down you know what i yeah. mean it is just pure energy you know what i mean yeah and i mean like hip-hop right now 
and it's for going the past like DIY decade, punk phase, yeah. it is it is our rock and roll. Like totally. when when rock and roll blew up, like yes. you know, like when it all you know, our parents' parents were like, oh, it's the devil's music. Like yeah. that's how our parents are now with hip hop. Like oh, it's not music. It's you know, it's whatever. Blah blah blah. Right. But it's like no, it's music. It's great. It's about it's expression yeah you know, it's, it's all it's expression anger. it's like this you know it's like the outcasts and you know so it's 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 perfect you know it's a perfect parallel to what you know the yeah. decline trilogy was because it's like oh the decline of western civilization and the way that i take the title yeah. because it's i feel like the title's ironic because you think that oh there's total you, irony you think you think that the punk music is what's the decline of western civilization but it's like Media's... how these people are treated is totally, the decline man. of western civilization totally, dude. totally. yeah I wonder what rappers it would have to be. Yeah. Oh, man. Post Malone would be a great one. He'd be like the one, like, one in part two when they're interviewing, like, Ozzy and Aerosmith yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Because he's be, famous. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, he got huge. I'd yeah. want to, like, someone like Chief Keef out of Chicago or, like... Yeah, uh, dude, Chance would be great. Chance he'd be, would be another amazing. one with Post Malone, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd like <clears> to see, like... You know, because Noisy, the... Uh, what's that? That's Vice's music subset. Mm. Um, they did that, like, really great series on Atlanta. Uh, have you seen that? Mm-mm. It's like a seven or eight episode thing. Okay. Each are like like a half hour, I want to say, but they're really good, man. Where they really went in depth with Atlanta's uh, trap or whatever you want to call it, trap mumble rap. I've heard so many different titles for it. Yeah. I don't want to see, every, but I don't want to see him from like Chance's level, who isn't really trap, but he is kind of. He had come up through internet rap. Yeah. He, I mean? Yeah. He exclusively re- released his stuff for free. Yeah. So yeah. I'd want to see everyone from like that level to like say what you will, but I'd want to see like Lil Pump and like. Mm-hmm. That whole group, we'll call yeah. them. You know what I mean? That old cohort. Yeah. If, yeah. And I mean, like, I'm not very well versed on that, like the underground stuff, Hip-hop but scene. I just feel like there's got to be so much interesting stuff out there that's being, so you know, that's yeah. that's facing the same kind of obstacles as you know underground rock and punk faced, totally. you know, back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And because of the internet, it's not just centralized around L.A. now. I right. think that's another thing that she would have to address in a part four. Yeah. Is the fact that because of the advent of the internet, music scenes aren't as centralized as they used to be. It's not like these hubs like L.A., New York, Detroit, Cleveland, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Denver, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It did have to be like, oh, there really is no physical manifestation of scenes anymore. I mean, there is. Trust me. You know what I mean? I was, oh, yeah. You know, shouts out Mark at Michigan. Shouts out my, <laughs> shouts out my old music scene. Shouts out Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, but she would have to address the fact that they're really, on a great scale, uh, probably the physical music scenes are just as big as they used to be, but there's an even greater oh, platform yeah. that is the internet. Yeah, you, you, can, you can, you know, record and publish music from anywhere. Totally, man. So, yeah. Totally. It's, yeah. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. You can do podcasts from anywhere, yeah. like this undisclosed location in Upper Michigan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> precisely. Exactly. I'm also they'll, on SoundCloud. Na- <laughs> SoundCloud podcaster yeah. just doesn't have, doesn't have the same ring to it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because everyone just kind of assumes it's on SoundCloud. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh man. Man, that was yeah. That was a really good. Uh, it's a good question, good right? Yeah. And there's really a lot of different routes you can go with it. I thought about hip hop. I thought about. I never thought about the hot topic thing. That's that's great, man. Mm. Um, it would have to be at least referencing towards the internet, though, and internet culture. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. there's not. I mean, there's and there's really no way. Is, you know, like the internet is so entwined in our culture right now that there's really no way we to do live in a document. society. <laughs> <laughs> there's there would be no way to document this moment in time without yeah. showing how important the internet is. Yeah, there's just no way around it. 
Penelope Spears is so cool. Yeah, she really <laughs> Whether is. whatever you think of her documentary documentarian style, like she's so cool. Yeah, she's, every interview she's to this it. day, I'm always just like, she's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> she really knew what was going on back then, even. Yeah, she's really cool. Yeah, man. But yeah, yeah so what else we got? I love it. How deep in this are we, man? We're deep enough. Okay, you're not even gonna give me a number. I keep asking. <laughs> Thirty nine minutes. That's it. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> you know, I don't want to drag it out just because it's... Yeah, just because it is. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I was saying earlier. You know, it's kind of tough to have an opinion on a document, documentary, 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 sibilance, sibilance, because it's like I'm having an opinion on real people. I can have an opinion on storytelling, but this isn't a story. I mean, it's... it's I mean, it is. Some of it is. It's a it way is, of it's a real story. Yeah. It's not like... Some made up story. It's just like, well, that's not realistic. It's like, well, this is realistic. Who am I to say that this person is living their life right or not? You know, yeah. which is why, which is why you were the perfect guest for this because you, you know, are, I don't know I, fuck about shit. <laughs> and I'll just I'll talk forever. You have been a fan of this kind of the topic. Yeah. So like, it really doesn't matter like the the you know mm-hmm. the, the filmmaking style or whatever. It's just like the topic that it's talking yeah. about, which is I can talk know. about like problematic areas within a lot of the movies. Mm-hmm. I can talk about great, you know, where it really succeeds. But at the end of the day, uh, it's really not. It's just how well the film serves the topic. That's really it. That's yeah. really all. That's the only opinion you really can have on any yeah. of these, man. Which it is. It does a fantastic job. Fantastic job, and I think like punk scenes that came after. Uh, uh, the decline of Western civilization. I mean, I think the decline not only documented the punk scene uh, of 1980, but I think it also inspired future punk scenes. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? And it still does. Still does. I still hear people referencing it all the time, man. Mm-hmm. It's really cool how, uh, how movies can do that, man. Or documentaries yeah. can do that. Yep. I mean, yeah. movies, movies can, of course, inspire, but yeah. how a documentary can not only encapsulate this one you know, moment in time, but... Uh, because, and I know I said this earlier about like how this is, especially 1980 and the the metal years, even part three really, That's mm-hmm. the, these are the eras prior to smartphones and camera phones. Uh, we really needed those documentaries. Yeah. Um, if you want to talk about the survival of punk music and of underground music, you needed those documentaries to mm-hmm. uh, keep these movements going because otherwise it would have been these classic amazing albums like, I mean, G.I. by the Germs is like, top five punk records ever and probably didn't need that documentary mm-hmm. but it really helped that they had that documentary we could put a face to the germs we oh, could put sure. a face to black flag yeah, yeah. at least that lineup of black flag so i, I just had this thought <clears throat> yeah go you, for it you brought up the whole thing about the internet and like a documentary now sure do you think that the the use of like social media sure and you know just the internet but social media specifically is kind of like has taken over as like becoming like everyone is their own documentarian. Yeah. Oh, do you think there's like a necessity for documentaries now? Yeah, I mean, just like do you, like right hmm. now, like everything is being captured pretty much all the time. Sure. Like everyone's always taking pictures, sure. taking videos. You know, you know, Instagram, Snapchat stories, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you pretty much always know what's going on. So like you can you can be literally anywhere. Like you were saying, like there's no physical hub. Yeah. of information or anything like that. It's all just in, on the internet, like wherever you can access the internet. Yeah. So like you can be anywhere Yeah. and go on to a social media site and just mm-hmm. see what's happening at that very second in that yeah. very spot that sure. you have never been to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I, do you think that that's bringing us like m- 
because like the the decline trilogy kind of paints a vivid picture of la and how yeah. the la like how it looks how everybody acts how you know how just how it feels pretty much like you yeah. can feel la but do you think that you know these kind of things serve that purpose now oh man um do i think do i think that social media does the same job that a documentary does yeah um to put it into layman's terms <laughs> uh Layman's. Layman. Layman. Asterix points to self. <laughs> you know, just help the audience out there. <laughs> I'm a physical com- comedian. Yeah. Um, I think it does. I think if you really think about documentary documentaries and what they're capturing, it's usually something that happened in the past mm. on a greater scale. You know what I mean? Obviously, there's, you know, documentaries coming out about the current times, but really the poignant ones, the ones that really make an impact, are ones that are about something at least 10 years ago. Yeah, that's true. So, you know what I mean? So, I think there still will be documentaries coming out and I think I still think there is a, uh, a necessity for documentaries mm-hmm. but I think that they're not when we see documentaries in the future so let's say, you know, uh, in 10 years when you and I are 54 when, <laughs> <laughs> when you and I are, are, are in our 60s and we're retired uh, <laughs> you know, when doom, doom yeah <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. Uh, I think in 10 years when we're watching documentaries about this time, well, in 20 years when we're watching documentaries about this time, about 2019, I don't remember what year it was, uh, <laughs> I don't think they're going to be filmed. I think it's going to be like a montage of like cell phone footage. Okay. Not that that's a bad thing or not. Because who's to just, who, I mean, we were just talking about like, uh, uh, we kind of mentioned how do you film a documentary? We mm-hmm. kind of touched on that a little bit. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with watching a documentary, maybe not a, a feature length, you know, Hollywood movie or a feature length narrative movie, but a documentary. I don't see why that can't be shot on or not even shot on just taken from the cell phone footage of uh, uh, of from that era. You know right. I mean? And I mean, like that, that even like, it's still technically a documentary it is a document of. Yeah. And that like area. The, uh, that, that kind of <laughs> reminds me of. So Black Klansman. Yeah, I was the, just the, gonna mention the, that, dude. Oh my god. Oh, dude. Yeah, Cheers so, to you, brother. <laughs> the end of wow, that. Wow, we're really on a wavelength on that one, man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So the, the, I mean, the end of that. Spike Lee already utilized the. He used the Virginia uh, yeah. protest. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, that, you know that's in about ten years when they make a documentary about that one day. Yeah. Of course they're gonna use that footage. Yeah. You know what I for mean? Sure. And so back then they didn't have the cell phones. Uh, you know, back in 1840, with like Black Flag and stuff like that, <laughs> right. they didn't have those. They didn't have those. Uh, those. So that's they just needed to use cameras back then. So I think uh, I, I see just for documentaries, not really for feature length movies or uh, not even feature length, but for like feature movies or like uh, narrative work or something like that, or mm-hmm. art house or something like that. But just for documentaries. There's really no difference in the importance in cameras versus cell phones. Yeah. I mean, as long as it captures, it captures. And captures it just, the moment. Or, yeah. yeah. Something like that. Definitely. No, totally, man. Totally. Yeah. If that answers your question. Yeah, I don't know if it just, does just, or not. Yeah. Just a, yeah. It's interesting, man. Documentaries are, are a cool thing, man. Yeah. And I'm what's sure. really the art here? Now, is the art the documentary or is the art the what the documentary is capturing? This is always a big thing in photography with like yeah. performance art and stuff. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just, I just remember yeah, that no, thing from my intro to photography class or my history of photography class. Yeah, that's definitely something to, to ponder. Yeah. So, like, are there any documentaries out there? I don't know. Who's the Werner Herzog or something? <laughs> He's, like, the only documentarian I could probably think of that's, like, maybe, like, uh, who is, like, the nature guy that they're making fun of in 
uh, Steve Zissou. Oh, I'm not sure. Who that you know is. who I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah. Like uh, the National Geographic guy or yeah. uh, David Attenborough. Yeah. Like, those are the only documentarians I could probably <laughs> call artists. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even as much as I love Penelope Spheris, she's purely, it's almost from a sociological level. It's like a science level. Oh, she's yeah. She's a documentarian. For sure. It's like research. You know? it's, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like, you look at, like, David Attenborough. I've seen, like, all of the life, BBC Life things or yeah. Blue Planet or, like, all of those or Planet Earth or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's art, man. That is pure <laughs> art. Definitely. You know, yeah. there's a very small level of that is science. You know? <laughs> yeah. Same with Werner Herzog, Grizzly Man. Like, <laughs> did you talk about Grizzly Man when your episodes? Did I hear that? Uh, yeah. So Nick Nick brought it up because he was yeah, talking yeah. about uh, eating his shoe. That's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I feel like I heard that recently. Like someone yeah. talking about that, and I was like, Oh, wait, was that you guys? <laughs> yeah. yep, that shout out Nick. Yeah. Shout out Nick. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I love it, man. Yeah, so the Decline Trilogy is fantastic. Check it out Love if you it. have it. It's a hell of a thing, it one is might a say. It is a hell of a thing. It definitely. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, that uh, that was an interesting discussion. I'm glad we I talked so. about it. Yeah. I love talking about music movies, as, you know, totally. as the past two weeks have proven. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thanks for thanks for joining me. Happy to be here at my dad's cabin. Excellent. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, I mean, this undisclosed location in northern Michigan, which we won't give the address <laughs> yeah. out to. Yeah. Undisclosed. Undisclosed. Yeah. Uh, so what uh, what do you got to plug for us this week? Uh, same thing as last week. You can find me at m-metcalf.bandcamp.com. That is m-m-e-t-c-a-l-f.b-a-n-d-c-a-m-p.c-o-m. Nailed it. You didn't think I was going to do it, did you? <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't. <laughs> there you can find uh, my first two EPs. It's about 12 songs all together. Uh, singer-songwriter, if you like uh, John Prine or... Uh, uh, Chris Christopherson or Emmy Lou Harris. That's the kind of music I make. I also wrote the song for this uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shoot me an email, uh, MikeMetcalf91 at gmail.com. I'm not going to spell it out. <laughs> Give me that look. <laughs> just send him an email. Just, just send me an email. I don't does. have social media, hey. so find me. Yeah. I wrote a novel. If you have any connections to the literary world, please email me. I'm shopping it around right now. <laughs> and if you don't feel like sending him an email, you can always tweet me at hellofathingpod on Twitter um, or at Nova Scotia on Instagram and Twitter. Um, hell of a thing dot com. You can read, like I said last week, you can read some of our old articles where Mike wrote uh, music reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, hell of a thing Facebook page. Just you know, we're out there. Just look us up. It's a hell of a thing. Thanks for having me, Kirk. Oh, thanks for thanks for being here. Talking films with your host Kirk and whatever else just might come up. The popcorn's gone. The beers are empty. The pod's over now. It's a hell of a thing. It's a hell of a thing.